Okay, let's talk about candles for a minute. Do you know that almost 2 billion candles are sold globally each year and almost all of them are likely to end up in landfills for the next 1 million years? It's insane. That's why I think it's really cool that Notes candles exist. They're working to eliminate single-use candle vessels and give home fragrance lovers a more earth-friendly option. Notes has created a refillable candle system that allows you to use your candle vessel over and over again. It is super easy. The candles are made with fragranced wax beads, so all you do is place the wick in your reusable notes jar and fill it up with the wax beads and enjoy your fragrance for up to 36 hours. The Santal and Atlas Cedar scent is like this woodsy calming smell. It's so nice. And they have oat milk and balsam berry, vanilla and pepperwood, pistachio and rose water, and a total of 13 really great options to choose from. Be a responsible consumer while not giving up high quality home fragrance by making the switch to notes. You can build your custom starter kit right now at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Right now, notes is giving our friends 15% off and free shipping when you buy a notes starter kit using the code that sounds fun. Just use that code that sounds fun when you're placing your order. That's that sounds fun at notescandle.com slash that sounds fun. Welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. Happy Monday. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm really happy to be here with you today. This is a special episode where we're sharing a portion of the TSF Tour live shows from this past spring with you all. If you haven't gotten in on the pre-order bonuses for my new devotional, Chase the Fun, be sure you visit chasethefunbook.com for all the details. It releases on August 2nd, and at that point, the bonuses become a thing of the past. So you got a couple more weeks to snag those extras, including the audio book that you could start today. So chasethefunbook.com. Before we dive into today's conversation, I want to share about one of our amazing partners, Awana's family discipleship resource called Talk About. We know you want to talk to your kids about faith on a regular basis, and sometimes it's hard to find the time. Even if your summer calendar is filling up, you can still engage your family in gospel-centered discipleship. With guided conversations through God's Word and fun hands-on activities for a variety of ages, Talk About, the new family discipleship subscription from Awana, was made just for your family. So gather around the pool, campfire, or table and turn everyday moments into moments that matter with Talk About. The gals who are moms at the office were talking about Talk About the other day at lunch, and the resounding feedback was that it is so well done, so affordable, and from such a trustworthy source. Why wouldn't every adult who has influence with our mini BFFs get this? So try one month of Talk About for free with the special promo code TSF. Just start today at talkaboutdiscipleship.com. Okay, so like I said earlier, all month on the show, we are sharing parts of two different live shows on each episode. These live shows are from the That Sounds Fun tour this past February. We've already released two of the episodes, so there are four live shows you can hear from last week. But today, you'll get to hear comedian and new author Dustin Nickerson. Gracious, y'all, you are going to love him and his new book, How to Be Married to Melissa, A Hilarious Guide to a Happier, One-of-A-Kind Marriage. And we'll also get to catch up with a favorite around here, Jamie Ivey, author, podcast host of the Happy Hour, all-around great friend. I cannot wait for you to hear these two conversations. Literally, I just said out loud, this is a great combo for this episode. I'm so happy you're hearing these two together. So let's jump into portions of my conversation from the That Sounds Fun live tour with Dustin Nickerson in Phoenix, Arizona. Y'all, we loved Phoenix. It was so fun. 
such a great town. And that church that hosted us was so kind. We loved it. And part of my conversation with Jamie Ivey in snowy, snowy, snowy Denver, Colorado. Will you please join me in welcoming our guest for tonight, comedian Dustin Nickerson. Come on, pal. Yes. Thank you. Oh, that was overwhelming. Thank Hi, buddy. you. Hey, how are you? Oh, this Thank feels you for doing this. It's so much like therapy. It feel, Thank okay. you. Oh. Well, good, because I'm going to go pretty okay. hard on my question. Where do we start? <laughs> It's February 2020, and my career looked like it was going well. And then a global pandemic that uh -huh. happened that this state didn't even acknowledge, FYI, but... They, yeah. This state, this state uh, like, shut down for, like, one weekend, two Memorial Days ago... <laughs> And they're like, we did it. We flattened the curve. We did it. Don't need the vaccine. I got the Holy Spirit. I'm good. I got... That's Fauci 316. It's the... It's the Arizona way. So, it's just good. It's nice to be amongst you. The rest of us had a global pandemic that we were experiencing, though. Hi. Right. Hi, Annie. It's good to see you. Um, tell me what you think about Arizona not ever changing their time. I, I will admit that that is pretty awesome. That is just, yeah. Yes. It is. I don't know. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm from this part of the world. I'm a West Coast guy. And Arizona truly is the south of the West. Is <laughs> it, it? You know when uh, Mike was doing those jokes about Waffle Houses? Those are here. Yeah. There's there was nowhere a Cracker Barrel else. beside there, the hotel. There is not a, uh, <laughs> there's not a Waffle House within seven states of here. But Arizona, it's like, I think that's where the governor is. I think that's, they do business and commerce yeah. out of there. It's amazing. We all do, yeah. We all do, let's yeah, be honest. It so. happens. No, I, I like Arizona. I have a theory of uh, why there are so many Christians here. Oh, I'm ready. Because I don't know if you've ever been here in summer, but it's actually pretty easy to believe in hell here. It's... <laughs> You're like, if you hate this, yeah, it's not you got a no hard idea. concept. Yeah. Repent and you're going to go to hell. What's that like? August? August. <laughs> you know how your tires are melting? Yeah, That's exactly. Be your body. It's, it's really awful, right. but you came at a good time. So. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, it's like uh, accidentally cold out there. Yeah. Yeah, you're in the desert. It gets a little cold out here. And then in Game of Thrones, we're like, winter is coming. Arizona has the opposite. Like, you guys, you, it'll hit, like, 90, and you're like, well, my life's about to be over. It's, <laughs> I'll see you outside on Halloween, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Arizona's, like, the only state that on, like, Halloween, like, they, like, encourage the girls to wear smaller outfits. Like, it's... <laughs> Just for temperature, we gotta keep you safe. Not that we celebrate Halloween, Christians. Reformation Day, I don't remember. Reformation Day! I don't know. Trunk or treat. Trunk or treat, yeah, nothing creepy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Get in here yeah. or get a tree. Just a stranger's car. This just goes against everything you were ever taught as a child. Yeah. I know this looks like under the sea with Ariel. Just yeah. go ahead and climb in. <laughs> nope. Uh, How do you know this much about Arizona? Or do you have a I'm, bit I'm neighbors. I live in California. Don't hate me. I don't like it either. Uh, I mean. Also, all these people probably moved here from California. In the last, in the last two like years. two years, yeah. I'm not from California, from Seattle, but Arizona is is truly California's like crazy redneck neighbor. Really? <laughs> it is 
so different, and I love it. I'm here all the time because if I wanted to get a haircut, I had to come here two years ago, so... <laughs> Two or a lot. I spent a lot of time here in the desert. I need so. you to know that in er, mid-2020, I had to start driving a distance to get yeah, my nails yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to go out to Murphy's, Because, I mean, I was bro. getting, like, some personal texts of, like, hey, you know you can go out to that <laughs> nail place. If you wear your mask, they, they're open. And I'd be like, Arr! Yeah. Yeah, you're like, no, I believe it's real, but these nails, these. <laughs> you want to talk about the real tragedy? Yeah. My paws. Yeah. <laughs> Check I did out. add that. I had that at one point. I was like, I'm, I'm glad everything's shut down. We're doing the right thing. And then I, liked, I was like, am I getting a mullet? This is, <laughs> I'm going to Arizona. But then you still have the mustache. I did. This, was, uh, this is what happens if you spend uh, a week in Portland. That's true. This happened. <laughs> and I was lonely. And I was like, I guess I'm just a mustache guy now. It's... Yeah. One week away from your wife, and you're like, let's just grow this out. Yeah, yeah. And in Portland, it's like the least weird thing you're going to see. In a mu- <laughs> I, I like it, though. It is good, though, that, like, I have a family. Because, like, if you saw me with just this, you're like, Mm-mm, I don't want, I don't want any part of that. That looks like something that lives in a van. I don't like any of that energy, you know, like... Like, when I go to, like, my daughter's, like, dance recitals and stuff, they're like, is he loud on campus? I don't know. <laughs> they're, like, scanning pictures on their yeah. phone. Like, that's not it. Oh, no, it's not yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. That's it was. exactly it. I, there's a lot of people on TikTok telling me that I look like the Green River Killer. I don't like that. I don't. If you know that reference, this, that will haunt you the whole night. So, sorry. Are, th- there's going to be some edited things. She said it. I'm sorry. Not of him. You know that. <laughs> Dustin, you're killing on TikTok. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks. I like, I'm in what we call R&D, research yeah. and development of TikTok, <laughs> which means I lay in my bed and I watch them, but I make yeah. nothing. So yeah. what, why are you, why did why you Why am start? I on TikTok? Yes. Question one, you're yeah. you're not 18, no offense. No. But. I was late to TikTok, but uh, at a certain point, you just, you have to give in. There's a comedian, a mutual friend that we have named Dusty Slay, who's very yes. funny. And uh, when we're in our world, he goes, uh, once you say you're too old for something, that's when you are. But not until you say that. And ah. that, I think there is a reality to that. Because if you get on TikTok, everybody's on there. It's not like yes. some up and coming thing, you know? You're right. Like, Have you started driving cars? Like, it's a thing. <laughs> Everybody is on there. So, I, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun little silly. How does it help a comedian's career to be on TikTok? Does it, is it, are more people showing up at your shows? Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, there was, there was plenty of room for growth, so, yeah. <laughs> no, I, it's at the end of the day, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's content. You put it out, you, yeah. it's a comedy, you just try and stay in front of people, you hope that you don't get canceled, Does you know, that... all the stuff. <laughs> um, so one of the things in book writing, a bunch of people are going through 100 Days to Brave, mm-hmm. and the thing that happens that's a little concerning is someone goes, you know what I want to do is I want to post every day what I'm reading. And then they end up posting your entire book on the internet. Oh. Right. Which yeah. is, their heart is right. Right. The problem is they posted my whole book on the internet. Right. <laughs> How are you about when bits get on the internet? Or when you, I mean, if you put, yeah. you do this, I'm going to ask you to tell it this, the presidential um, uh, oh, you physical want, fitness. You want that bit? I, it, do we not? <laughs> no, it's, it's so up to you. funny. I mean, but listen, I saw it on the internet because yeah. I didn't see it on the show last time I saw you. Right, show. right. Yeah, it is a weird thing with content that yes. you just go, uh, I'm, I make this thing, I work so hard on this thing, and then someone 
like lip syncs it and got more views than what I'll tell you. Okay, can I have a real moment with everybody? And we're in church. This is a safe place. You know what's very bizarre? When like a young, attractive female on TikTok has my voice. Yeah. What? Yeah. That'll put you in a weird headspace. That, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I'm banning this. I don't, I got to get off this app. This is terrifying. <laughs> but, uh, we're in the age of content, baby. Nobody right. watches, and there's, we don't have a thing that everybody watches anymore. We right. don't, there's not one show that you're like, everybody knows that show. Everybody, you're like, I watch Succession. Anyone in here? It may be five people who right. were not good Christians, but. Uh, <laughs> yes, she is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't know about you, uh, but she is. But you, uh, I think it's it's all about, that's the beauty and the terror of the internet yeah. is all the old gatekeepers are gone. It's totally up to you. You can build an empire through a podcast, and there's no gatekeepers telling you in comedy. There's no more Johnny Carson. There's no more, right. like, call him over to the couch. This is my couch. Yes, this is that's my... the thing is, yeah. like, even with Jimmy Fallon or with any of the late-night shows, in my head, I don't know the thing they do to give a, a comedian a check of approval. Like, we all know... Johnny Carson had him come and sit. Yeah, yeah. There That's are some so things that will still help, but there's Yeah, what not... does Jimmy Fallon do? Yeah, I mean, it helps. It'll give you enough. To... Listen, if you're going to go, it's not going to hurt your career, but it, and it'll get you views, and some people who haven't heard of you have heard of you before, but, I mean, it's it's bizarre to say, but you, you could go on, uh, you know, a hundred podcasts that would probably get you more attention. I view my career as very much like... There's no more breakthroughs. There's not one big thing. I feel in the age of being creators or entertainers or yeah. podcasters, it feels more like Andy and Shawshank where you just go and chip away each yeah. day. You just yes. chip away, chip, 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 chip. And some days you get bigger than Maybe you'll have a video that does well. Who knows what people are going to like or not like, but yeah. you just have to keep swinging. Yes. Okay, so tell us the presidential. Okay, so. <laughs> this bit. I was hoping we could talk about politics. Um, I will preface this by saying I'm not a political comedian. I don't. To me, your politics are like your children. I don't care about them. I... <laughs> That's for you. That's not for me. I'm not... You do a good job. I'm not... I get bored. You know, yes, I'm just... Yes, it's great. Other people's kids. I, I, yeah. yeah, Yeah, exactly. It's... So, my favorite type of comedy is talking about... What I like to do is talking about things that we're all thinking about but trying to do it in a way that doesn't alienate people. Yeah. Like trying really to well. make fun of everything in both sides and because it's not a left right thing, it's a top bottom thing, not to get too into it. Uh, but we have so much more in common and there are just through lines and stories like I this I spent so much time thinking about this during our last two presidents that one thing that changed under Trump and Biden is that the presidential fitness test uh, doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation real quick to share about one of our amazing partners, Liquid IV. Now I know some of y'all are in places where it gets hotter than it does here in Nashville, but when the special brand of Tennessee humidity settles in on us in the summertime, it can start to feel hard to breathe. That feeling is a signal reminding me that we need to be proactive about keeping our bodies fueled and hydrated. Making hydration a priority can go such a long way in helping us feel healthier in our everyday lives. Good news. 
one stick of liquid IV in your water bottle hydrates you twice as fast and more efficiently than water alone. Plus, liquid IV products taste great with 10 refreshing flavors like Concord Grape and Lemon Lime, Pina Colada, Tropical Punch. Let's go. I mean, talk about TSF best summer ever. Am I right? We all kind of have our favorite flavors around the office. Jamie is a guava fan. Ashley is heart forward loyal to the strawberry. And I am all for acai berry. Y'all, I literally had one yesterday. It's all just part of the morning routine around here to chat with each other as we get settled at our desk and get our water bottles situated with our liquid IV. It's got five essential feel-good vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C, and three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks. Liquid IV is made with premium ingredients and without gluten, dairy, soy, or any GMOs. So grab your liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code that sounds fun at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using the promo code that sounds fun at liquidiv.com. And I've got one more amazing partner to tell you about policy genius as your self-proclaimed fun coach. Okay. Can I just let you in on something that may surprise you? Sometimes the most fun thing you can do is take care of the important things now so you can give the gift to future you of not having to worry about it again later. That is my approach when it comes to really important things like budgeting and life insurance that are not like top-level good time, but are very important to make sure you're having a good time. It's an unpredictable economy, as you know. Life insurance can offer peace of mind that anyone who relies on you financially, your kids or a parent or even a business partner, will have a financial cushion if something happens to you. Policy Genius is an insurance comparison website that makes it easy to compare quotes from top companies like AIG and Prudential in one place to find your lowest price. You could save 50% or more on life insurance by comparing quotes with Policy Genius. Just head to policygenius.com to get personalized quotes in minutes and find the right policy for your needs. The licensed agents at Policy Genius work for you, not for the insurance companies. That matters. They're on hand through the entire process to help you understand your options so you can make decisions with confidence. Policy Genius doesn't add on extra fees. Your personal info is private. Policy Genius doesn't sell your details to third parties. And Policy Genius has thousands of five-star reviews across Google and Trustpilot. So head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. And if you need any links from our partners from the show or to our transcripts, those are in the show notes along with the link to sign up for the AFD Week in Review. It is literally the easiest way to stay up on all the details. We'll just deliver them straight to your inbox with a fun little video from me every Friday. And now back to our conversation with my friend, Dustin. That's what I love about your comedy. What I love about Mike's is that y'all talk about things that we're all thinking about. Also, we can always bank that y'all are not going to use words that everybody can't hear. I mean, right. y'all are just the category of clean comedians. Yeah, I'm, I don't use curse words. I'm a parent. By the end of the day, I am out of curse words. <laughs> <laughs> by the time you get to a yeah. stage, you've used I got, them all. I have maxed out that credit card. I... <laughs> Mike said he keeps them in his head. Good for you, Mike. You, yeah, Mike. That, I've had you guys had that moment in your home when your kid swears like I don't know where they heard it from. I don't know. Probably Whenever mom. parents put those videos on the internet of their kids cussing, I'm like, yeah. you know what we all now know. I know right? now we know that yeah, that's common you know phrase around the house. Yeah. So how old are your kids now? My kids are. Uh, 
That is a great question. 14, uh, he just started high school. He's a freshman in high school. Uh, and then my daughter, my middle daughter is 12, and then my youngest daughter just turned 8. I know their grades quicker. Ages are tough. They're always changing. The ages, it's always changing. It's it new changes numbers. in off season. Yeah, exactly. The yeah. grade changes all at the same time. That's yeah, easier yeah. to keep track of. So, You know this is going to be accidentally dark. I don't mean for it to be. But I listened to a podcast in North Korea. Everyone. I was hoping we could talk about North Korea. I was <laughs> I'm leaving really, you there because you're really hoping that would come North up. North Korea. No. Just, Their birthdays, e. everybody turns the next day, the next age on January 1. Oh, really? Yeah, so if you were Don't born. Don't we all wish we could be more like North Korea? That's isn't what I'm that, trying to say. I'm isn't glad Isn't that what we all heard Annie Down say today? <laughs> Man, you know who's doing it right? North Korea. <laughs> No, that's I think a, it's that's weird. a quote. Put that on one of the quote boxes. Yeah. <laughs> that's what will be on the Instagram when we share this. Are you still working on your podcast? Yes. Yeah. I have a podcast called Don't Make Me Come Back There, a funny <laughs> podcast about family. We used to have guests, and then the world kind of ended for a while. Not here, but other places. And so now it's me and my lovely wife who we do. Uh, it's just you and Mel. It's just me and Mel. What do yeah. y'all talk about? We talk about uh, whatever's going on in our family and family life in general, kind of that. Yeah. Uh, like this week, we talked a lot about in California, we just got the masks lifted, which yeah. is like, so we'll just talk about whatever's going on. Somebody just laughed in Arizona. They're yeah. like, what's a mask? Uh, <laughs> I remember when they went back to school with, for in-person school. And first off, when I got that letter, I recommitted my life to Christ. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I'm back. Uh, I... I was like, son, I'll take you to school. So I was like, I'm going to get a DUI in the pickup line if you, <laughs> mom and I are going hard as soon as you leave. Uh, <laughs> but I remember they said, like, you got to, they got to wear the masks and people were doing the protests. I was like, I don't, just, they can wear just masks for all I care. <laughs> get them out of my house. <laughs> Also, remember middle school? I'd have loved the mask in middle school. Oh, Acne, I'd have braces, cover yes. it up. Thank you. I would have wanted my mask to go from here to here yeah, in middle school. No middle Full schoolers face. like, look at my face more. I, <laughs> I, I feel so confident about teeth. this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they loved it. This happened this week. I told my son, who's in high school now, and I go, what do you, what do you think about the masks going out? This, I haven't told anybody. This is a candid conversation. He goes, well, uh, he goes, I do need to work on my mask knee, which is a term I'd never heard. Uh, mask knee, oh and no. And then he goes, I think that means a lot of people are going to be making out more in school. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, these are fair points that yeah. you raise. That, that, probably, that percentage probably dropped when mouths yeah. were not available to yeah, each other. Yeah, that's not a... That's not a great makeout. That's, no. Yeah. Mask. That's knee. how Christians can get away with it, actually. That's. Oh, both of them wearing a mask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Summer camp stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's it like having a high score? Bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, because you like, were a student pastor for high scores. I right? was a youth pastor for a while. I hated teens, so I was bad at the job. Uh, <laughs> it's an important part of the job. I would. You look at a group of people, I'm like, I don't think you deserve Jesus. I don't think, I don't, I'm, I was so bad at that job. Dude, I don't know if I've told you this story. So my first gig during, like, when stuff was kind of lifting, first off, I did a big backyard tour. Yeah. That's where I was going to fans and just doing, you know, shows at their house in their backyard and stuff. But the first indoor gig that I did was at a youth camp in Texas, because, again, the, they Texas. didn't care. Yeah, exactly. Texas be Texanin. Uh... 
And it was a bunch of middle schoolers. But, you know, I wasn't in a position to say no to work at that point. You did a stand-up show for middle schoolers at summer camp? It's the worst energy. uh, Just a... Can't imagine Just a a bunch of sweaty virgins in the woods. Just... (laughs) I was like, best case scenario, I get COVID. That's best case. (laughs) I don't like any of this. I don't... Collected my check, got out of there. Uh, wow. That so, is a yeah. tough crowd to to tell about Jesus, to make laugh, to any, to make them sing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't Good want gravy. any part of that. But. but now you live with two middle scores. Yeah, and I love mine. I really, yeah. I'm a fan. It's a weird thing where you just like look at your kid and you're like, I love you. I would do anything for you. I would die for you. I don't like the way I feel when you're near me. I don't. <laughs> I just feel all, why do I feel angsty? Why is that? Right. But high school, it is a unique thing as a parent because you can remember almost every day of high school. Yes. That's, because then that's a thing as a parent when you go like, uh-oh, these, they're going to remember these words. <laughs> you know, if sometimes you'll say something and you're like, I mean, that's, I guess the damage is done there. That's, <laughs> they'll just remember this one forever. You kind of start to backpedal a little bit. You're like, I mean... I'll start the college and the therapy fund now, you yeah. know? So I thought that would be bigger too, but you know, it's, we'll get that in post. I thought you, I thought you were still going. I was yeah. like, what else about it? So I was That's the you. meanest thing you've ever said to me, Annie. <laughs> and why? I was being a good listener. I was being an active listener. I was just like, that I couldn't keep, have been the punchline, right? That I, couldn't have been... I keep He's getting not. in trouble for interrupting, so I'm really being an active listener. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> this is great. Um, okay, this is very exciting. This is the first place this has existed in yeah. people's hands. Your new book, How to Be Married to Melissa. Yeah. A Hilarious Guide to a Happier, One-of-A-Kind Marriage. I mean, your book is called How to Be Married to Melissa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. In case you're trying to figure that out. It's um, beautiful. Okay, tell me why. Why'd you write it? Okay, so the premise of my book is that marriage books are stupid. That's <laughs> every single marriage book you've ever read is absolutely idiotic and so dumb because it gives you this idea that someone could tell you about your marriage, but that doesn't even make sense because every marriage is so unique and so singular. You're taking these two people who are different histories and contexts and, you know, stories and trauma and personality and merging that and all the drama of in-laws and all that. And then, so the idea that someone could tell you how to make your marriage work is insane. It's an absolutely idiotic thought. So I wrote a marriage book that is... That is how to be married to your wife. The idea, we, we look at the most common issues in marriage, you know, communication, money, sex, in-laws, kids, all that kind of stuff, and just say... There's no advice in that book. It's not an advice book. It goes, this is what this looks like for us. This is our story. These are our fights. These are our issues. This is what our story of money looks like. This is what we do. And if you glean along the way, great. But if nothing else, you will look at that book, look at the dysfunction of my marriage, and be like, mine's not so bad. I, if can those I just two read made it work. The chapter titles to everyone and sure. you can. Sure. Chapter one, if you like Fight Club, you'll love marriage. It's <laughs> good. Chapter two, a full heart won't fill an empty bank account. Yeah. 
chapter three. I'd like to order a happy marriage, but hold the in-laws. Oh, man. I do not like my father-in-law. I... <laughs> Oh, you don't act like you. If you like your in-laws, you're the weird one, all right? <laughs> you don't, there's no reason that you should like them. You're just like, new family, cool, <laughs> you know? Anyways. Uh, chapter four, great expectations. Yeah, that's a pun. Chapter five, the world's <laughs> shortest advice on cheating, and it is literally one paragraph. Okay, so that, if I may. So, you may. I have never cheated, nor have I been cheated on, so I can't speak to that. That's the whole idea of the book. The idea that I would have some, I actually think I say in there, if you uh, have been cheated on, see something other than this book, please. Yeah. Like, I say Venmo request me and I'll pay you for your first therapy session, you know, like, which hope it might be like a you taking people to Dollywood situation. Yeah, yeah. Or Bob Goff. <laughs> or Bob Goff putting his, his number in. Yeah, that book got written because of Bob Goff, by the way. Bob really? was, uh, yeah, I was doing an event with Bob and he was like, you should write a book. And then it happened. Yeah. Well, and that's the meanest thing you've ever said to me because I've told you to write a book about 19 times. Well, Bob's tall. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way. Of you ever you do that as a short person, like stand on a step ladder? You're like, this is a different existence up here. This is. <laughs> Anyways, back to the title. Okay, now, chapter six. Marriage is about balance, but sometimes it gives you vertigo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Chapter seven. Our quote footprints in the sand are on different beaches. <laughs> <laughs> chapter <was> eight. <laughs> We're both fat, but only one of us is pregnant. <laughs> Chapter nine, the baby is two days old. Is it time to schedule a vasectomy? <laughs> my wife, uh, this is, uh, we'll see if this gets edited. Uh, it won't. My wife wanted four kids and literally our child had not been alive for two hours. She scheduled mine. <laughs> She's like our third kid. Sorry, I missed a big part of that. She's like, never mind, never mind. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Um, chapter 10, kids are always at the hardest age. Yeah. The terrible twos. You ever met a three-year-old? <laughs> that doesn't get any better. And then you finish with love the ones you're with. Yeah. That one's kind of nice. Why? <laughs> when I did your podcast the first time, and then you waited five years to have me back, it... <laughs> People, they say, like, oh, that was, like, surprisingly insightful. And that's because for a comedian, the bar could not be lower. <laughs> it's like a funny pastor. He's not actually funny. You just are so bored that if he tells anything remotely humorous, you're like, that's the funniest joke I've ever heard. And it's not. It's a terrible joke. But that's that we tried just to sprinkle a little, a little insight yeah. at the end when everyone stopped reading. So. Yeah. Well done. When you were writing this, mm -hmm. different than writing comedy bits? Similar? Oh, so was different. It, is it totally different? Because yeah. I feel like a lot of what I've read of it is, has the cadence of your comedy. Yeah, well, there, there is plenty of recycled material in there. No, that's uh, not what I said. It no, said it's a cadence. Uh, truthfully, I was a writer before comedy. I just hadn't kind of merged them. I wanted yeah. to be a journalist. Like, that was the route that we were going. Um, and I really like uh, the getting to write a book because it's longer. You can, you can sprinkle in some insight in there. You can talk about more serious, weighty issues. Uh, and you, as opposed to, you know, when I get on the stage of a comedy club, you know, like I'm going to be June 22nd at Stand Up Live in Phoenix here. 
here, okay. hypothetically. Everybody just goes, dance, joke monkey, dance. Like, <laughs> that's the expectation is that you right. were just funny, 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 funny. So it was really great. I really, but you do that really well, too. I mean, your podcast, there is crossover from your books, but it's, it's almost like, I've, I, I don't know, for you, do you feel like it's like I'm grabbing the essence of certain conversations I've had or yes. things I've said, yes. but it's communicated in a different way with, yeah. you know, with an editor's help, which is nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. Dustin, mm -hmm. because the show is called That Sounds Fun, mm -hmm. tell me what sounds fun to you. I, uh, I have been on the road for a few days. I spent a lot. Of, there, are, there are two things. The, my favorite things in the world that are the most fun to me is hiking with my wife. Uh, I love hiking. I'm crazy ADHD, and there's just people around and things, and yeah, it's distracting. Lots to look at. And I'm with my best bud, and we're having yeah. a time, and theoretically, we're doing something great. Uh, though, do you? I did a video on this recently. Do you, do you hike at all, Annie? Yes. One of my. One of, you ever do that thing where you get to the top of a hike, and you feel like, man, what an accomplishment, and then you see everybody else that made the hike, and you're like, I mean, that guy's on crutches. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're not even sweating, yeah. and I'm stopping to breathe, yeah. and it's a grandparent. That's a kid in Crocs. That guy's yeah. smoking like that. I've got to look at myself here, you 100%, know? 100%. 100%. So hiking with my wife and playing on, my, on the trampoline with my kids. Those are my absolute yeah. favorite things to do in the world. We make up games constantly. There's new ones. They'll be, it'll, my wife will just come like, what did you guys invent today? And we're like, there's a new one called Giddy Up or something like All that. Right. So it's, uh, it's a good time. Those are, and that's home. That's, yeah. And both of those things, what I like about them is I can't, there's no stuff. There's no projects. There's no comments. There's no shows. There's no, it's just total, like, leave my phone and yeah. hope my kids don't injure me on the trampoline. Yes. My daughter's just started Kung Fu, like, six months ago, and I had to tell them recently, I was like, you can't kick me as hard as you can anymore. <laughs> I need you to pull your punches a little bit. That hurts so bad, so. I have gotten to spend time with you and your wife. Yeah. And when, the last time... Y'all had a parenting thing going on at home. Y'all were in Nashville, and they were both on the phone, like, working on a parenting thing. And I just want to say to you in front of all of our friends, you're a great husband and a great dad. Oh, thank you. You really That's are. Nice. I mean, I got, I've watched it in real life. Who you are in real life is what makes me want to be your friend here. Well, oh, thanks, Annie. So, That's very nice. I, mean, I will respond by saying uh, you have been there for me in moments when I needed somebody, and you're a very good friend, and thank you for being my good Mutual. friend. I feel the same. Yeah. Um, we all we won't stay, talk for two years after this. We won't this, speak but... to each other for as long as I can try. Um, <laughs> will y'all please thank Dustin Nickerson for joining us tonight? Thank you. Hey, friends. Oh, listen, I know, I know. He's too funny. Gosh, I love that guy. Okay, now let's jump into our conversation with our dear friend, Jamie Ivey. Will you please join me in welcoming tonight's live guest, the host of the Happy Hour podcast, my dear friend, Jamie Ivey. Yes. Hey, guys. I love this. Hi. Thank you for doing this. I am so happy that you invited me. Well, you had me come and do a Happy Hour live yes. in Austin. And so I was like, it is time to return the flavor. I was well, happy to do I it. I feel very honored. Uh, thanks. Because I've seen this all and you've over. You've been in it, yeah. And I've been in here, and now I get to be with you guys. Right. And I mean, we might be here tomorrow night. I don't know. It's crazy <laughs> outside. <laughs> right. We may live Round here now. Round two. Um, you started Happy Hour Lives in 2015, 16, when? 
maybe 16. I can't remember. What made you want to do that? The live event? Yeah. I think that you probably understand this is recording a podcast, you go into a room. Annie's room looks like that. Mine looks a little like that, except for it doesn't say that sounds fun. It looks a little different. And you go into this room and you're either with another person that's your guest or you're on a computer screen and you have this amazing conversation and you push the buttons and you put it into the world. (laughs) Right, right. And then you go... I don't know. Did anyone hear it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean or you finish, you're like, that was unbelievable and nobody knows. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so I just felt, I felt kind of lonely in podcasting. Yeah, yeah. And I love going out and speaking because not only do I love speaking and talking about Jesus, I love meeting people. Yeah. And so I'm like, what if we just did a live event and had everyone come to us? Yes. And so that's what we did. And the first one was in my backyard of my house. No way. It sure was. I you gave everyone your address? One day before, I thought if you Wait, were... Wait, one day before? They said, you said, come to Austin and I'll tell you where to go. Yeah, I told them they Moses would come into my house, but I figured if you were like a mass murderer, you might want it two weeks notice. And so I'll give you a day to get your stuff together. Got it. Because murderers are not quick decision makers. No, they no. got to think on that. They need time. So I and got, you, you didn't give it to them. 24 hours. Brilliant. It was at my house. I put everything together. I planned everything. I did not have a team. It was me. My husband cooked for every single lady that came in. You're lying to my face. He made fish tacos. Fish tacos. Maybe not fish. That's a lot. Probably some kind of chicken. I don't know. He made tacos. And my kids were the parking attendants. I got them the vest. We live out in the country. They were parking people. I mean, it was a family Jamie. affair. There was an instance. So I did it in my house twice. If you were going to ask why you stopped. There was a moment during one of the live events where I couldn't find my daughter. And I was like, where's Story? So someone went to find her. She was giving a tour of the inside of her house. No, ma'am. Yeah. No, ma'am. Yep. She's like, and this is my parents' bedroom. <laughs> exactly. And like, uh, we're taking this and to we're another done. location. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You should have charged extra to those people. Sorry, did you get the house tour? That's twenty more dollars. Yes, yes. You didn't know. Yeah, that is so funny, uh-huh. Jamie. It was so fun though. Oh, it's. The, I mean, I loved yours. Was the first live podcast I'd ever been a part of, and it was me and. Oh, remind me, Rebecca Lyons. No, who was with Crystal Hurst? Yes, that's exactly right, Crystal yeah. Hurst. I love her, and we were. And I thought this is all these women came to Austin. And it was in this barn. Where it was you in were. a barn. Yeah, yes. So it was outside. We had dinner, drinks, it goodie bags. So it was so cool. fun. It was so cool. So you have inspired all of us to do this in front of everyone. It's so fun. So it is really fun. Okay, let's talk about podcasting for a minute because we both do it professionally, some would say. <laughs> where do you see podcasts going? People ask me all the time, should I start a podcast or have I missed my chance? I don't think you've missed your chance. I don't either. At all. I, people ask me, I want to start a podcast. Should I? Yes. Yes. I always say that I was one of the early ones, you but are. I want to give credit. There, there definitely were podcasts way before me. In the genre that we do, I was one of the earlier ones. There were a handful. And so that, that was really good for me, you know? And so I think this, this fear for a lot of people is like, but Annie's doing it, or Jamie's doing it, or Rebecca's doing it, or Crystal's doing it, whatever. And I say the same thing when people are like, well, I want to write a book, but someone's already, they haven't heard your voice. That's right. And your voice, the same thing you were telling to Beth, your voice matters in this world, and you matter, and your opinions matter, and your stories matter. Yes. And so I say go for it. I don't think it's, I think we're at the very beginning. Yeah, do you? Yeah, I really do. Because if you think about it, what year was the television invented? Would anyone like to tell me? Um, Thanks for asking. Uh, 50s? 
The Waltons 20s. listen to the radio, though. 20s. Someone's t- giving us the, a hard 20s. Okay, 1924. Go okay, ahead. Okay, 1920, and we're in 2022. And, and people are and still making TV shows. And look how much has changed yeah. even in my lifetime. I mean, yes. I remember when Netflix first came out, and I got this, the DVDs in the mail. Yep. And you got three at a time. Anybody else? And you thought, I thought, this is the Jetsons. Cutting edge. Yes. This came to my house. Yes. I didn't have to go to Blockbuster. No. It and then you could send one back and get another and one. And get another yes. one. And I'd already picked my other one. Yes. What is this magic? One time I rented, um, I can't, her name has lost on me, but she was a workout video. And she was, no, Jane Fonda was like when I was little and my mom was doing the workout videos. She's a, Julian Michaels probably. Nope, this y'all, she's a little scandalous. She's a little scandalous. Well, now y'all can't yell things because that's rude. We can't be like, oh, the scandalous one, Annie F. Right? We can't holler about it. Anyhow, that was one of my uh, Netflix. <laughs> I, brought, I did it, and I was like, I don't want to do this workout anymore. Send it back. <laughs> but my point is, I mean, look at how much technology has grown yeah. in just our lifetime. Yes. We're in our 40s. And so I just think it's going to change. It's going to evolve. I mean, yeah. I don't like you. I'm constantly thinking, like, I'll give you an example. My show has always been an hour long. Yeah. That's a long time to listen, but people have listened, but I'm even thinking now, like, how do I make this into a shorter? So I'm, I'm constantly yeah. like you probably trying to think, how do I reevaluate this for what the listener well, wants? Well, you started interviewing men. Talk that was about a big that decision, change for me. For years, yeah. you only interviewed women. I only interviewed women, and um, I made that decision because my show's called The Happy Hour, and um, I, I don't mean this in a weird way, so don't take it a weird way. Cool. But when I thought about my life, I'm like, who am I having happy hours with? Yes. And I'm not typically having a happy hour with another dude. I'm typically with a bunch of girlfriends, right. you know? And so I thought to myself, what do we talk about at a happy hour? And that's yeah. kind of what I modeled my show after. And so I just kind of put my little stake in the ground yeah. and said, I'm only going to interview women. And I loved it. It was like a girlfriend's place to be. And then in 2020, I did, before pandemic, I did something called Your Last Decade. And I thought, I'm going to talk to so some dudes. Good. I'm going to yeah. talk to some dudes. I can... We're going to do this. Your series are so good. Oh, thank you. And so I did that. And the one that switched for me was when Lecrae was coming on. And I thought to myself, I don't want to talk to Lecrae about his last decade. I just want to talk to Lecrae. Oh, wow. And I don't know why it was him. I mean, yeah. I, it's not like I am, have his albums. I mean, I appreciate his art, but I'm not. My kids thought it was really cool. Yeah. But I just thought, you know what? I'm going to do this. And I have loved it. It's the best change that I ever made to the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about having Beth Moore and Russell Moore on at the same time. It's that a was, great episode. That was amazing. I had decided I wanted to do that. Lindsay on my team was like, I think this would be a really great idea. I'm like, yes, it'd be a great idea. And so uh, we decided to have them on and I'll give you, you want some behind the scenes? Yes. Okay. So I decided to have them on. I know them both personally. It was great. I told them what we we're going to talk about all the things. I got sick that morning. Oh, no. Like, like sick, sick. Um, like, not a disease that's been going around the globe, but like, I need to stay in a certain room in my house sick. It, all the above. Wow. I've had COVID twice, I know. A global pandemic with a side of diarrhea? No, none of that. None of that. I just meant I got I to, gotta, you know, isolate. Okay. Anyhow, I started getting sick but when I interviewed them. And it was just, you know, we planned these things out. I do for my yes. show a long time in advance. And booking both of them at the same time 
this is not going to happen again until yeah. we're at the table with Jesus. Yep. And so I started feeling sick, and I was like, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. And I did that whole interview, and I kid you not, when I clicked off the Zoom, I laid on my floor in the office. Oh, Jamie. And I just will always remember that yes. because I felt so terrible, and they gave me a beautiful conversation. Yes, it's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Hey friends, just interrupting one more time to tell you about another amazing partner, Athletic Greens. We're interested in doing anything we can to support our health, especially when it's convenient and delicious. So what is Athletic Greens, you ask? So in one scoop of Athletic Greens mixed in really cold water, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Here are all the things their special blend of ingredients supports. Ready? Here we go. It's your gut health. It's your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, and focus from head to foot, you guys. AG1 contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no bad for you chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. It's got a fresh green flavor with a sort of tropical finish and it's lifestyle friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you are all set. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews and it's recommended by professional athletes and and this professional Annie. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially as we finish up this cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of cold water every day. That is it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash sounds fun to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And I've got one last amazing partner to tell you about. Let's talk about insurance. Insurance for fun. It's KiwiCo. Summer adventures can turn into a lifelong love of learning, especially when the whole family shares the joy and excitement of discovery. KiwiCo can be the perfect companion for that summer fun. They deliver monthly crates of science and art projects for kids of all ages and kids at heart like me. And they include everything you need to complete each project so you can bring it wherever summer takes you. Each crate is seriously fun. It's exploring science, technology, engineering, math, or art through hands-on activities like creating giant bubbles and experimenting with ice cream. I recently spent a couple of days with my two-year-old nephew, Sam. Y'all know him. He's the redhead. And one of the most fun parts was doing art together. Seeing how proud he was of himself and what he created while also knowing that even as young as he is, he's learning new skills and making connections to the world around him. I know you want those things for the kids in your lives, too. And KiwiCo and empowers you to encourage them to be innovators and creative thinkers. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your kids busy and challenged. It's hard to do that as adults. And it's that dreaded I'm bored complaint, y'all. It is the perfect invitation to open a Kiwi Crate. It's awesome because KiwiCo does all the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. And there's no commitment, so you can pause or cancel any time depending on your summer schedule. Pack summer full of memorable discoveries with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with the code that sounds fun at kiwico.com. That's 50% off your first month at kiwico.com promo code that sounds fun. And now let's go back and finish up our conversation with Jamie. My equal story is I interviewed John Mark Comer while I was sick and I don't remember a minute of it. No. And it matters a lot to people. And I don't, I don't like, know what, what we you said. what were you sick with? A global pandemic and a cited diarrhea. So, 
It was bad. It is one of the stranger things about our jobs in the writing and in the podcasting of like a pandemic can shut it down, leaving, but, but we did not slow down at all work-wise. I'll tell you the thing I'd love for you to talk about. That I had some regrets about how I handled being sick because what the leader whispers yells to the, everybody else. And what I accidentally whispered that week was, we work even when we're sick. And I didn't mean to. I thought I was being helpful because John Mark Homer is one of my favorites and everybody's favorites. And, and I'm not going to cancel on him because it's going to be hard to reschedule. I may not remember any of it, but I will do it. And, and I'll just jump into that one meeting and I just won't turn on my camera. But, but what I accidentally modeled was, you aren't allowed to take a sick day here. How do you lead when our job doesn't stop? And you want, but you want to model healthy stuff because I did that really poorly. I thought you told me you whispered that on the podcast and didn't remember it. That would no. have been a- <laughs> no, John Mark. No, John Mark. <laughs> people are like she whispered the whole time. Yeah, um, the world wish I would whisper. Jimmy, I mean, come on. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Right? We do not wish you whispered. You're kind. I'm going to answer that in a different, a little, I'm going to spin it just a little bit for you is I had a recent thing with leading a team and leading a team for me is new and I've had to grow so much in it Yes. because for so many years, I kind of thought I'll just put my head in the sand, Mm. especially with finances. I'll just put my head in the sand and it'll all work out. (laughs) That doesn't work. It doesn't all work out. Not long term. No, it doesn't. And so leading a team has been difficult for me. I have a really phenomenal right-hand person who really runs Ivy Media and me and all the things. But I'll tell you, I had a moment recently in the past couple of months where I was walking through something really difficult in my personal life. The hard part for me is letting my work people into my hard personal stuff within my family. Wow. Because I enjoy going to work because I don't really have to think about what's happening. So why did, why did you have to let them in though? I didn't have to. Okay. I, want, I got to a point where I wanted to. Got it. I was at this event and I heard someone talk about how um, disclosure creates community and disclosure creates vulnerability. Wow. And I was just really convicted that I wonder if they wonder why I might be off some. And they probably just assume it's Jamie. She can do whatever she wants because she's in charge. And I thought to myself, what would it mean to them if I said, hey, I want to let you know why I might be off? Wow. And I think it meant a lot. Yes. I think it meant a lot. But that was the hard decision because it would have been easier just to do my job and then cut that off at 430, 415, and then go home and have some pain. Yeah. But you know, you know, and you talk about how that joy and pain can coexist. And I wasn't allowing that to happen in my workplace. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's virtually what I was doing too, by going like, there is no pain. Mm -hmm. We just go. And you and I both lead that way thinking this will be the best for our team. For sure. But what is actually true is that they, we need to Mm -hmm. allow for sadness and weakness in ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's it is. I don't want to show weakness in myself to my team. I want them to feel like I've got this. And I think deep down, I didn't want them to think they had to worry about me. Yes, yes. Like, I just want you to worry about, like, how do we do this together? Don't worry about me. I'm okay. So do you feel that as a mom, too? Like, is that, like, when I taught school, I felt that. Is that across every area where you lead? Tell me more, like, you mean, like, not letting, not yeah, being vulnerable being, with my I kids? I can be strong no matter what. I can do this. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. What do we do about that? I don't think that's... I, I think I'm learning a lot right now about 
And it's funny because I wrote a whole book talking about vulnerability. Right. You know? Right. And so I think it's that so good too, I am just going, hey, I, this is mean something to me. And I'm saying it's very hard to yeah. do at the same time. Yes. You know, I was teaching the other day and I was reading out the message translation and Jesus was talking about if something, if your eye causes you to stumble, cut it out. Yeah. That, that whole verse. I'll have a point. That here. whole part. Yeah. That whole part, you know. And in the message translation, it says something like, I'm going to butcher it, but just trust me. It says something like, I'm not saying that this is easy. Mm. And I think I, that stuck me. And that's why I taught on that part. And I think that's why what I feel sometimes as like a leader and a person who writes books and stands on stages is I feel like I want to preface every talk and every book and every moment with, I'm not saying this is easy. Yeah. But I am saying this is what we can do together. And so that wow. vulnerability, even struggling with that with my kids or my friends, I'm not saying it's easy, but when I do it, I see that it's worth it. Yeah, that, that sentence feels really helpful to me that I can go back to work next week and be like, I'm not saying this is easy, but this is, we're going to do this together. Yeah. I mean, you just got to do that this week in the IF gathering, right? I was at IF, yes. How was it? Oh, so were they in some form or fashion? In some form or fashion, I know you can watch it forever, wherever you are. Um, if it's a special place for me, because yeah. I think that's where I met you. Yes. Yeah. The first time. The I first mean, time. 2012? 14. 14. It started we the same. In, we met in 13 at, at the little thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> sorry. That, that feels is so that exclusive. Is not if Jenny had everyone that she would have involved with if meet each other in 2013 before she started if in 2014. Yes. So that's what we meant. That's what we said, that little thing. I just don't remember the place. I'm like, that I thing in either. Austin where we I all know. sat in a room. It was outside. And, yeah. 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 Uh, that's how we are. It started the very same year that I started my podcast. So it, oh, wow. the first if happened before I even had the happy hour. Oh, wow. Which I look at Jenny Allen all the time and I'm like, and so why did you ask me? Because I wasn't, whatever you see here, I wasn't doing. Wow. And um, I spent a small moment in radio, and Jenny and I were friends already, and so that's yeah. where that came from. But if this weekend was really great, it's special for me for a lot of reasons because I've been around for a while. Uh, Jenny and I are dear friends, and I get to see dear friends while I'm yes. there. Because um, when we're all out doing our jobs, when we're, we never see our coworkers because we're never at the same thing. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah. I was telling someone after if, I was like, the craziest thing is that some of my most close, like closest vulnerable relationships – are people that don't live in my same city. Yeah. And I think that is, it leaves us really open for loneliness in a lot of ways. If that is your only close friends. I have, I have great close friends. They just don't do what I do. Yeah. But it was great. It was wonderful. Everyone brought great messages. I was coming in off a really hard season and extremely hard really? week. So I kind of showed up. And although there were some beautiful things, I want to watch it again because I feel like, and I don't know if you ever do this, I feel like I was just working. Yeah. Is that bad to say out loud? No. I said that I worked through COVID and my, told my team that we have to work when we're sick. So, no. Keep going. Yeah, keep going no matter what. So, if just felt like because of how you walked into it, it felt like you had to kind I of put your head very, down. I was very, very tired. Job. I put my head down and did a job. Um, and I just think that's what you have to do sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think we are all doing that in something in our lives where mm -hmm. you go like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I have to do this and so I will I will go and yeah. do yeah that is very kind of you to do that for if even when you are suffering personally um okay the last question we always ask because the show is called that sounds fun tell me what sounds fun to you I knew you're gonna ask me this because you always ask it and you I always have good answers well I think I'll just this what I'm about to say is gonna it's called accountability <laughs> okay. ready 
When 2022 hits, I, I don't I don't do words of the year. Yeah. I don't do I don't New either. Year's resolution. I like goals, but I don't go on a retreat the 31st to the 2nd. Right. I love that for people that do. <laughs> I don't work that way. Like, my brain either. doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But this year, I opened up my little notes app, and I made two goals. Okay. Okay? And the second one is what sounds fun to me. The first goal was to train my dogs. I've got dogs. I love them so much. They are B-A-D. They will run away. Really? Makes me so mad. It's like they would take, I would get years of my life back if I trained these dogs, okay? They're so cute, but so bad. Again, this might be a situation where you could send them to someone who will train them. I'm never mad at them until they chase the person on the bike that's riding by. And then I'm like, I hate them. Certainly, yes. So does the person riding by on the bike. Yes, I feel so bad. I'm like, I'm sorry, they're nice. So that's goal number one. But this is what sounds fun to me. Okay. Is goal number two is I put down in my notes app that it's March and I've not done one thing about this. So this is what I'm telling you. It's accountability. I want to learn how to play tennis. Why? I, yeah, yes, and why? When COVID hit, I went and bought tennis rackets for all of us in our family at Walmart. I just walked in. I, I think they were $8. I'm sure they're great. So I went and got these tennis rackets. And we went one time and played tennis. And it was so fun. Yeah. And I don't know why we didn't go back. Either. I have no idea. But the other day, I was like, man, what is something I can do outside that's fun long term? Wow. Because I can't run anymore of a bad back. I don't have any other sports outside. And I just thought tennis sounds so fun. And two other reasons. My friend Melissa's in a tennis league at her little community. Yeah. And she has so much good girlfriends in that. Yes. That it looks so valuable. Yeah. And especially in this stage of life, I really value local relationships. Yeah. And they're sometimes hard for me because I have four kids. They're busy. I work. Those are just hard. You all, I'm speaking your language. You know it's hard. Yes. Friendships are hard. And I really value them, so I'm looking for that. And I promised myself I could buy a tennis skirt if I learned how to play tennis. I was about to say, the outfits are key. Yeah. I know. I saw one the other day or before January 1st, and I was like, oh, I almost bought it. And then I thought, <laughs> for what? <laughs> and I decided to learn how to play tennis. Okay, so what's going to be your I play tennis enough now that I can buy the skirt I want? Well, I think I need to take a couple lessons. Although okay. I'm try- I, I've kind of convinced myself that I need a skirt for the first lesson. I don't disagree with you one. Okay, thank you for that, guys. So I um, say when you book a lesson, buy the skirt. Thank you. Done. Book the lesson, buy the skirt. I, I want to be in a league. Okay. I do. And I think. Do you know I have some girlfriends that are in a tennis league, and every Wednesday we're like, what do you want to do for dinner? And they're like, sorry, it's tennis. Doesn't that. And I'm I like, want oh, yeah, that in have my other life. Friends? Yes, and then my friends like go play tennis and then they go have drinks after. And I'm That's like, what they do. sign me up. And I was like, I will meet you for part two. And I do not get the. You have to have a tennis, tennis skirt on. I want you to enjoy yourself, but I find tennis. You to don't be, like it? It's, it's a real grind. Why? It's back and forth in the same little spot. Oh, it looks so fun. And you're just going to see the same thing. Oh. Over and over. Yeah, but then have you seen King Richard? I don't know him at all. Okay, so. <laughs> Is that the Will Smith movie? Yes. So it's Will Smith, sure. Okay. But it's Serena and Venus Williams' story. I want to be friends with them. Right, me too. And so maybe if my league did really well. And I, have a, I have a grown woman who went to nationals on yeah. our league. Yeah, I just think once an athlete, always an athlete, I can learn to play tennis and maybe go to nationals. <laughs> I'm only laughing because I agree with you. That's why I'm laughing. It's because I agree with you. Jamie, thank you for joining us tonight. That was very fun. Will y'all please thank Jamie Ivey for being with us?
Oh, you guys, aren't they both the best? I'm telling you, this is a great combo today. Hey, grab your copy of Dustin's new book, How to Be Married to Melissa, and get yourself to one of his shows when he comes your way. Y'all, that guy is so funny. And his podcast with Melissa, Don't Make Me Come Back There, is so funny. So speaking of podcasts, make sure you're listening to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey, reading her books, all things Ivy Media. She is just so good at making us feel less alone in our worlds, right? So follow them both on social media. Tell them thanks for coming on tour with us, and thanks for being on the show today. If you need anything else from me, you know I'm embarrassingly easy to find, except right now because I am resting. But Annie F. Downs is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. That's me. I'm in all the places that you need me. That's how you can find me in August. (laughs) I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out or stay home. Do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. Today, what sounds fun to me is taking my blow-up kayak with my friend Katie and going out to the lake. It's a brand new adventure for me this summer. It's been very fun and pretty challenging, but I like it. So y'all have a great week. We'll see you back here on Thursday with another live tour show featuring the brilliant, both of them, absolutely brilliant, Paula Ferris and Michael Ware. Y'all, oh, it's another great combo. Y'all are gonna love it. So we'll see you guys on Thursday.